Welcome back, everyone, to the Reflex Blue Show. I am your host, Donovan Beery, and I have with me Bill Gardner hey. from, from Logo Lounge and from <clears throat> Magic Tricks across the universe. Yeah, so the word's getting out. Uh, people found out that I put myself through college doing magic, and I have I had made a promise to myself I was going to kind of put that away for, you know, a couple of decades. Now, now last year, Logo Lounge through through like it was it was on May the 4th. Yeah. Because you had, you know, yeah. you declared a Sith yeah. Lord. It was, it was rough and, at the house. And you being the Star Wars uh, aficionado that you are, yeah. You kind of even shared some information with me that I hadn't even thought about. Yeah, you so you had the the I guess the Logo Lounge ambassadors or we, whatever. I don't know what we, what you yeah, you, you know, we just had a big old party in uh, Chicago for Logo Lounge members and the Howies and it was just No, but you had the core group was wearing like orange Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So orange blazers. Yeah. You know? So your listeners won't uh, get so Logo Lounge. The primary color of Logo Lounge is orange. If you visit the site logolounge.com, and it's always been orange. So a couple of years ago, we started doing these parties, conferences, and I thought, you know, since it's lounge and we never do anything lounge, wouldn't it be nice if we found a bunch of orange lounge jackets? So I went on eBay and I literally typed in "ugly orange jacket" and I found the most amazing assortment of you know. I mean, you can buy anything on Logo or on eBay and. Uh, we we've got stuff that just rocks people's eyes and uh, put logo lounge patches on them and sized everybody out and von glitchka we actually even tailored one for him same thing for stefan just so that uh, they fit them and uh, it was quite the event yeah and and and, and you you had mentioned and you had yours was a was like a 1977 was, yeah yeah uh, so prince uh, jacket yeah it's the most amazing jacket you know if somebody ends up going to Twitter and looking up Bill Gardner Logo Lounge, they'll probably find a picture of me uh, wearing this striped kind of regatta-looking jacket that has this vine work and all of these numeral 77s on it. And I got it having no idea what it was. And I figured out that it is a Princeton class reunion for the 77 class reunion, probably their 23 reunion, something like that. I guess Princeton, this is a deal. Every time their class reunions happen, that class goes out and has custom fabricated these jackets of unique prints, but these 77s were on it, and you were the one that pulled me aside. Well, well, Go because, ahead. Yeah, because I was like, you know, Bill being, you being a logo guy, you mm-hmm. know, even though most of what we do, we shrink down to like a business card. The small not, nuance of minutiae meant something. Not all, not all logos, but, yeah. but, you know, you still think like, even though I'm dealing with a quarter inch, item, yeah, I yeah. still I still need to hide elements in there. I still need discovery. I still need it to where people find things later. You think and like so, I do. So I was like, man, he found a jacket with 77s all over because that's the year Star Wars premiered. <laughs> Obviously, you'd go there. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, this is amazing. And then and I think I think it was Tom who was right by. He goes, he goes, he was like, if you flip those over, it's LL for Logo yeah. Lounge. And I didn't like the idea of being hung upside down just so people could read my jacket all night. So you know, we kind of stopped the conversation there. But yeah, yeah. But but we were we were, we were impressed, and and so even without even meaning it, you you've hidden meaning in your jacket. Isn't that great? Yeah. You know the thing the thing about that jacket that I love is that. If you think about it, anybody who got one of those things in the Harvard class of 77 or whatever class you were in, I'm sure it's your pride and joy. Yeah. So this is probably from a guy that died, and his wife could care less about the fact that he graduated from uh, Princeton in 77, and she put it up on eBay, and, you know, and here I am. She's been waiting to get rid of that out of a closet for years. Don't you know? 
Don't you know? Since probably since '78, probably like, yeah. it needs to go. She's going. This thing's gone. We're out of here. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's turned into kind of. I I will confess, it is hanging in the closet here in the uh, Sheraton where we're staying. It might make an appearance, but I also have a couple of other prime ones, prime ones that might uh, kind of pull out of the closet. And, All right. Well, the other thing at the party is you yeah. do a magic trick. I do. We were just talking about this in the hallway yeah. with somebody else that that everyone gathered around, saw the trick, and, and, and one of the people working at Gino's East Pizza mm. literally, like, turned around, almost put his head on the floor, his hands are on his head. He was so blown away. He, he like, and he was just mouthing words like, I, you know. There were some F-bombs and S-bombs. He couldn't and, believe yeah, what he saw. Yeah, yeah. And so, so when we're talking, you did magic, you've done magic. And I have even saw you might have done magic for Ali. I did. I did. For Muhammad Ali. Well, I mean, what's that? I mean, what's that like? You know, that, it was such a goofy experience. Um, it was a different time in my life where there's a gentleman that kind of my mentor named Joe Stevens, still around, and a great guy that's kind of the godfather of magic, and he knows every magician out there. And I, I don't mean the ones that nobody's heard of. I mean the ones that people have heard of. Right. And we put on conventions uh, for years out in Las Vegas that were co-hosted by uh, Siegfried and Roy or David Copperfield or, you know, Lance Burton and the like. So it, it was hobnobbing with the magicians. But uh, uh, Joe Stevens came up to me one day, and I'm, I'm, I don't know, maybe 25 years old at the time, and says, hey, so there's like a, three years ago. Yeah, just, you know, just, just a few, <laughs> a, a mere few weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, he said, there's a guy down there in the presidential suite that loves magic, says, would you go grab a couple of tricks and head down there and knock on the door? It was at the old frontier went down there and there was a massive bodyguard at the door and I don't know what I'm getting into well as it turns out Muhammad Ali and Siegfried and Roy had the same manager a guy named Barely Human or Bernie Human was his name but okay. he was referred to as Barely Human uh, so they invite me inside and Muhammad is in there at this point he started to deteriorate just a little bit but uh, uh, is still sharp as a wit and yeah. uh, sitting at the table and went over and had a chance to meet him and uh, pulled out some magic and anybody who knows magic knows that one of the chief cheapest, uh, stupidest tricks that you can possibly buy is for a buck 98 you can buy these things called multiplying rabbits which is a little trick where a couple of little sponge rabbits turn into thousands of sponge rabbits okay that was what i had in my pocket of all things i pulled it out started going through this with him and he had just ordered some soup because he was hungry so he's eating matzo ball soup, which had been ordered by Bernie Human, his manager. And as we're doing this trick, the, the, the broth is just drizzling down his chin and down his neck and into his shirt. And you're just kind of going, oh, my, is this going to work? You know, and we're, uh, he, part, part of the trick is you take these little sponge rabbits, you put them in a person's hand. And I said, okay, hand me your hand. And his hand was, you know, it's an acre of flesh, you know, it's just, it's massive. So you start unfurling a finger at a time his hand to put this little teeny tiny rubber sponge rabbit into his hands and folding it back up and, you know, he, but he was the most nice, honest, sincere individual, just a, a genuine individual and uh, responded incredibly well to the trick and uh, got some pictures doing magic for Muhammad Ali. So what a, what a treat to be able to kind of look back on that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Who knows who knows where this professional bring you? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, how how many how many famous people have I gotten to do magic for because of design? Very few. Yeah. But magic, you know, I mean, you get yeah, you do magic. Huh. That gets you in good. All right.
Well, we're going to be right back with uh, Bill Gardner. We're going to talk some logos. Bill, we're here at How. Yep. And you're here again because once again, you're going to be keynoting. You're going to be like on the main stage, right? Yep. And you're going to you're going to introduce, or you have. I mean, <clears throat> this will go out Let after the, the event. Yeah. But logo trends. Yep. 2017. Yeah, 16th year. 16 years of these things. 16 years of trends. Yeah, so that places me age-wise. What happened yeah. before before that? Did we not have five trends? You know what? Yeah, we sure did. And when we launched into doing the trend report, we didn't know that we were going to be doing this annually. It was just one of those things where Gordon Kay at Graphic Design USA said, would you write an article for us? And you know, I said, eh, let's kind of talk about what I'm kind of seeing out there. It has turned into such a beast of its own that as soon as the report comes out, we start getting emails from folk going, you know, when's the next one? Yeah. And I'm going, well, wait a minute, I just dropped this one. You know, or why didn't you do this monthly? Well, trades don't happen monthly, you know. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, 16 years worth of doing these things. Yeah, and, is, do you yeah. see a time when you end up doing trend of the day and then that's all you do? That would well, be all you would honest do. honest to God, Dono, from time to time, there are little flash-in-the-pan trends that come up that you may find that we've posted on Logo Lounge. We'll go, hey, no, we're seeing this just because I'm not sure that the, you know, sell-before date's going to last to the next trend report. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. And, and you would assume that if, if you're doing something that, that's going to be a trend for, like, three days, Logo's probably not the place to do that in. Yeah. You, well, you know. Uh, so let's talk about what's happened with the design industry and trends and uh, the likes for a minute because uh, obviously we, we move at such a mercurial pace right now that it's possible for a trend to occur and burn itself out before somebody actually is able to integrate it into a decent program. Designers that might get onto Dribble or other folio sites, you know, let's, let's go back to when everybody was doing the little crossed arrows or crossed lines with something different in each one of the quadrants of oh, it yeah, and yeah, yeah. the likes that uh, kind of happened overnight and burned out within the same week. You know, it was one of those things where people were embarrassed to put them up after the first three days. They thought they'd done something pretty cool. But I think that, the, and, I, and I really need for the people listening to this to understand this because I'm going to talk about two words here. I'm going to use the word trendy and I'm going to use the word trend. I will assure you that the very first email that I get after the report comes out will be from somebody saying, thank God I didn't get a logo in your trend report because I would hate to be thought of as trendy. And there is a dramatic difference between those two words. Right. Trendy means it's fashionable, it's, you know, it's a fad, it's, you know, it, it, it has a very quick lifespan. It's a flash. That's, that's, that's the thing where you're talking where somebody looks at it and they said, Oh, this is from 1997. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. they can pinpoint down the date. It's exactly what you're talking about there. And, and the trend report is not about trendy. The trend report is about trends. And when I say trend, you know, we all live by trends. You know, where, where we eat, what we read, what we watch, uh, you know, the clothes that we wear. These are all based off of trends. We bring something unique to them because we all do it a little bit different. But when you start talking about trends, you're talking about the trajectory that something's moving in. You're talking, you're talking about evolution. Is evolution trendy? Eh, no, it you know, kind of happens slowly, megalithically over you know, many thousands of years. But a trend is looking at the direction something is moving in. And things are always moving in a direction. So think about the trend report really as identifying those things on the fringe 
that is a direction things are moving. And some of them may turn into something really significant. They might turn into the next T-Rex. Something else may be something very insignificant, a piece of fluff, you know, some enigmatic thing that vanishes quickly. But unless you look at those, you have no idea where things are moving. Yeah, and my favorite, my favorite ones in the trend report are the ones where you actually harken back to like the year before's trend. Mm. Like didn't monoline turn into something yeah. like a like, thick line? Or... So 2010 was when we first identified monoline. Not in the report, it was 2011, but by 2013 there were so many iterations of monoline that we couldn't uh, publish all of them in the trend report, which is always kept to 15 items. You know, but, so it's interesting to bring that up because this year's report, one of the things that's come out of monoline, if I want people to imagine this or they can go to Logo Lounge and they can look at all of the trends by clicking on the trend button from previous years. When monoline came about, designers were basically saying, I'm going to take this shape, but instead of defining it by field, I'm going to define it by the edges of the field. So they took a very fine line and defined the edges of that shape. That became monoline design. Everything was reduced down to these very consistent thin lines. And, and that's still being used. Like, and it like still is. Still, and it's still effective. So that's that's what you wouldn't you wouldn't call that trendy. No, no, no. Because, it, because it was a trend. I, st I mean, I still see people launch brand new stuff that and looks beautiful stuff. Exquisite stuff that okay. really works very well. So it's a trend, but, you know, people wouldn't be doing it now unless somebody identified it then and said, oh, yeah. Here's a trend. So um, what's happening is that every trend, people start to push a little bit further, and it evolves with this. This year, what we're really starting to see, oh, is the fact that those lines are starting to thicken up to the degree that we've almost done this reboot back to the 70s so that the lines are so thick now that they're describing the field and that the edges are left in negative space. So it's just inverted itself. They just keep getting fatter and fatter, these big old fat, heavy Kevlar kind yeah. of lines that uh, Aaron Draplin was, you know, so responsible for to some degree. But Oh, yeah, because he's hashtagging thick lines. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but ultimately you track that back and you're walking back to Saul Bass. You know, I mean, it's... It's taking a look at, you know, the, the work that was going on during the 70s. Sure. Yeah. And, and it's just weird because it, it's kind of like when you say it like that, it's like fashion. It's just going to go back and then next yeah. thing we're, we're all wearing bell bottoms again. Yeah. Yeah. And we are. And, and can I say that those look really good on you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I, I love the Paisley swag you've got and the uh, embroidery on the bottom of it. I mean... I work uh, at it. For those of you who haven't seen Donovan in his could, new wardrobe, this is could, pretty amazing stuff. A, if I could get a perm growing out, I would, but I just... <laughs> That's why they make wigs, Donovan. Okay. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe I'll make another stop when I'm here. Good. So what else are you, are you doing anything else here at Howe other than uh, giving the trend report? You know, that's pretty much it this year. I'm doing a couple of uh, little sessions in the morning with a couple of folks, but uh, honestly, it's been knocked down to that. We just uh, went down to Creative South. I got to give a yell out to uh, Mike Jones and the group down in Columbus, Georgia. If you've not been down there, what an amazing conference uh, that is. Not, not to shame the talent that's here at Hal because there is some just kick-ass talent here. Talent per square inch at uh, the Creative South Conference is just amazing. Yeah, I mean, I love how Conference, it's probably the biggest one of these mm -hmm. there is in, yep. in, 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 in this, you know, in the, in the in US. In this genre, yeah. You know, we've probably hit three, 4,000 people here. Yeah. But yeah. but there's also something about, like, if you do, like, a, I assume that one, or, like, I've done, like, design camp. and Yes. Where you get 
where there's basically like, hey, we have five keynotes and we have a few breakouts. Mm -hmm. There's there's an intimate feel to that. Yeah. That's more regional. Yeah. That it's a different vibe. So you know. it's, it's once again, don't not disparaging this because this is great. No, no, huge, uh, but. But there's something about those smaller ones, too, that if they're done right, they're just so great. Yeah. They're so good. You know, each conference has their own kind of signature thing. And the thing that I love about HAL is that it brings together such an amalgam of uh, people. It's, you know, you get those that are just madly talented. Uh, you get those that are madly talented but kind of hidden within corporations that you would never hear about otherwise that you get to see for the very first time. So cool, cool people here. Okay, well, we're going to be right back uh, with Bill Gardner. All right, so, so you said you got something else about trends here? Oh, sure. Um, so the, the, the thing that I kind of uh, am, am opening up with, because everybody kind of goes, you know, what, what are the basics on uh, trends? And I almost feel a little bit embarrassed about this, because, you know, as you talk about trends, you, you, you tend to want to look forward. But I think one of the things that really is happening so heavily this year is that we're highly influenced by uh, this nostalgia, you know, this, uh, uh, this level of reboot that millennials are experiencing. One, one of the things that's happening is, you know, uh, so I'm old enough that I've lived through multiple generations here, you know, yeah. but it's a millennial group that's kind of looking back at the, the 80s or the 60s or the 40s or the 20s, yeah. and they, they've never experienced them, but they're grabbing the, that, cle that key kind of element, that aesthetic, and trying to bring it forward and blend it with what's going on today in their identities, and it's kind of giving them this comfort zone. You know, you look at Stranger Things. Uh, oh, this movie, the Netflix show, so good. So yeah. Good. Oh, it, it's amazing, but I'll tell you what it also did. Uh, when the uh, title graphics on that came out, you know, using Bingat, the typeface, it kind of sent a bunch of designers who'd been looking at serif fonts, you know, in all caps, kind of go, oh my, what, what are those things hanging off those letters? Those, those little, those little things, and those are so cool to see, you know, and it made this mass migration of designers go back to their font folders looking through all of this, all the, all the serif fonts again for the first yeah. time, you know, you look at what Leland Mashmeyer did with uh, Chibani, you know, on the, on the reboot for them, you know, with these fat, curvy, you know, hanging on the bone kind of fonts going on, and you're starting to see people kind of reboot, you know, anytime a movie gets rebooted, the, the cool thing for the generation that saw it the first time is that there's always a twist. You know, when, when you reboot, yeah, it's the old movie. We're going to do it with some new actors, but we're going to throw a twist into it. And that's the great thing about design is that they're kind of looking at these things from a different period. They're looking at the Colonel from Kentucky Fried Chicken, except it's Reba now. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's How many it's kind of, have they gone through? I don't know, six, seven, eight? There's plenty of room. Well, you know? it's, it's, it's better than that CGI one they brought in. I, I don't know that I saw the CGI one. Did they have a... That was like a decade ago, I think. Oh, okay. Got and it. And it was, it was creepy. But you kind of see what I'm talking about. You know, if you if you look at what's happening right now bar-wise, tiki bars are, you know, hipper and happening than anything else because, frankly, tiki bars are highly visual and a generation of millennials which live by experience as opposed to possession like to take photos of things, like to share their experiences off their phone, to share them on social media. And, you know, that's their possession is whatever they're sharing visually. So you're, you're, you're seeing a generation of designers that are kind of reevaluating design based off of other people's experiences in nostalgia and kind of bringing it forward. 
color is the other one. And just real quickly on color is that uh, if, if I said orange, you'd say Home Depot. Or if I said magenta, you might say T-Mobile. So what color is Instagram? There's, oh, is, is it that rainbow thing? There's that, you know, transition. I don't use from, Instagram. Well, so. you know, if you did, you'd know that there was a great, you know, uh, it, it was heresy when they changed the logo from the old uh, Polaroid camera to this multicolored thing. But now everybody understands that purple through yellow gradation means Instagram. Uh, I think you start looking at much more subtle ones, Tinder, their new logo drafting from red through orange, of course, to flame. Belfast drifting from yellow through an orange, you know, it, and it's just this subtle gradations. So it's not really a matter of looking at it as a gradation. We call it blurple. You can guess why. But it really is the idea that people now look at a gradation because we're in a, you know, RGB dominion. They look at a gradation, and to them, that's a color. Well, you had mentioned, like, when, when I when I got into the profession or started when I started learning in this profession, yep. the stat cam was yeah. just going away. Yeah, it was just going away. I you know I, I spent and more so, hours in the dark with that thing. Yeah, like like I worked at the campus print shop and they still had one. Oh yeah, they were probably and, the last one to lose it. Yeah, probably they may still have. <laughs> they may. And so so we were taught you know like like the Paul Rand logos where it has to reduce to just one color, black and white, because someone's going to take a photo of it and then they're going to basically provide these sheets to... Yeah, to you, the, remember, you remember those? Yeah, well, I mean, as I said, they, they were leaving when I was coming in. So I, I saw it. them, but they were still like, they were like in the cabinet by the time I got in the profession, but they were but they hadn't been thrown in the dumpster yet. Yeah. You know, because people were like, well, we The one-inch logo or the two-inch logo or the three-inch logo yeah. that were all 133 lines green or 80 lines green. Or, yeah. yeah. And, and so, like, if you were a large company, you could send it to everyone that might need your logo and they could make ads with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you came through Omaha, and it's been over a decade ago. Yeah. I mean, it's... I it's long. I've, I've actually been there a time or no, two since well, then. But, but yeah, I, yeah, I think it was when you and I first met. Possibly. Yeah. And and it had mentioned that and you you talked about one of the things in your talk was you you know, even then you, you said that this you showed logos that I think you showed like uh, Microsoft had done like a butterfly that's this gradations yeah, and everything. The, yeah, you're like, MSNBC or yeah. MSN, yeah. And you're like, This logo will never be in print. Or if it is They'll, it'll be like very limited. Yeah. They'll just pay for a four-color business card. Yeah. Now, the way you said that, I don't want to mislead people. When I said it, it'll never be in print. Yeah, obviously it'll be in print. But my point was MSN had made the decision at the time it was going to be an entirely paperless society. Everything that we do is going to be on the Internet, which could care less about how well yeah. color reproduces in black and white. Yeah, and I meant that, that Yeah. I guess I guess it, it, it came across that you're like 95% of this use will mm -hmm. be, in a, will be exactly. on, a, on a screen object yep so and then you showed, the some other ones. you showed another logo where you're like this logo animates because 95 percent of its use will be exactly on a screen yeah probably even way over 95 percent and so it changed the way you know all of a sudden i i was like oh because i started I, I was i was still designed in black and white and then we'd add color later and after yeah. that it's like you've got to think about the context we're just we're just you know it changed it changed our 
Yeah. You know, we was like, all right, we're, changing, we're moving forward. Okay, so here's, and, and this is getting serious for a second, but you know, I'll, I'm sure I'll find a way to make it light, uh, which is that think about this. You know, when, when I talk about a CMYK or an RGB world, you know, CMYK, we're in a room here with lights on, and I've got to have lights on to be able to see something that's printed in CMYK because I've got to have light reflect off of it and into my eyes. Yeah. RGB, it's a screen. It literally, you know, as you look at a screen, it's light projecting directly into your eyes. So the dynamics of the way that a generation looks at color has shifted dramatically because the the generation that has never lived without a desktop or a mobile device projecting light at them has a distinctively different interpretation of color because they're accustomed to color coming directly at them as a light form as opposed to as a reflective light form like my generation has. So they have different thoughts about color than I do. It's oh. shifted you know, I mean, physiologically, I'm talking, we're, we're shifting society in the way we look at color. No. Try and make that light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but, it's, but it's one more thing where, where when we say, you know, it's, it's also why the trends never, cha or never end. Yep. Because in a way, they're, they're kind of, even though you go nostalgia, you're moving forward. Like even the Stranger Things. Sure. That was based on the covers of the books of Stephen King. Oh, and everything. yeah, yeah. But they're still, and even though they said they did it the old way, it's like nobody ever created that before. Yeah. They're creating it for a screen based on something that yeah. is supposed to remind yeah, you. Yeah, it was imaginary force at the artwork on that. Ago. And you got to give them a lot of credit for looking in that direction on that to come up with that. Can you believe what a phenomenon you know, uh, not only that as a show has been, but even that graphic within the design industry. Well, it's so good that even even when you watch it and you're like, I've, I've you know I've watched every episode. Yeah. Like you don't fast forward through it. You're no. like you're like you know what? It's you want to savor it. Thirty seconds, and I want to watch it again. You want to see every ego that rolls by you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it it has not made me nostalgic for. For egos, though, I, I've not bought a new box of those because of the show. You know, sales have dramatically uh, increased on egos. I would not doubt it. No, but I, yeah. haven't, I haven't, I haven't been like, oh, I, I need another one of those, yeah. whatever. It, it, as kind of a side thing, you'll see it in the presentation. I, do, I do, I have a little bit of fun with uh, egos and the number of ego logos that I've seen coming out. That uh, people, people desiring to do waffles for logos, but uh, it, it's a little bit of bullshit. But, but it's kind of fun. So right. <laughs> we'll put that in there. All right. We will look forward to talk. And once again, anything new on Logo Lounge coming up? Um, what's going on on Logo Lounge? Um, like you, you did a Wichita meetup, which, which was, yeah, you know, yeah. I, you know um, so we're it. starting to get some uh, real intrigue from our uh, uh, members wanting to do uh, some kind of gatherings. And we've done a couple of meetups already. We do more with that. Uh, if anything, I encourage people to, you know, if, if you're not familiar with LogoLounge.com, it is a pay site. It's a hundred dollars annual membership, and it is incredibly well worth uh, having a membership because it is one of the most incredible resources of design that you can have out there. Uh, so incredibly highly searchable and contextualized that uh, um, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Go go yeah, check it, that it, out. I've been, I've been a member for I think about five years now. So <clears throat> you know what? And, and appreciated. I'm, yeah, and, and it's and, you know originally I was like. It's like I don't know, but but even but it's 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 fun, and and it's yeah. it's, it's the only place we show work that that hasn't been published. Mm. Everything else, everything else, all the other sites, I, I don't show anything until it's like. And that's the cool out there. thing. But on that one, I'm like, yeah, we'll show we'll show like the the four comps we did for logo, you, even if only one of them. Was so good. Donovan, you just nailed it, which is that there are so many great designs out there that people have never seen because it wasn't what won. 
You know, it wasn't the one that got selected by the client. That's what people tend to do on Logo Lounge is upload everything that they have shown a client so that you get everything that's out there. It, it, it makes a huge difference. And, and how many books do you, are you to, I know Logo Lounge 10 so came we out just did, since we last spoke. Yeah. So Logo, actually, Logo Lounge 10 came out uh, this last fall. We, I think last time we spoke, we just finished the call for entry on it. But uh, it just came out. Uh, again, head to logolounge.com and click on books and uh, order through there, yeah, Amazon or BookBaby. We've Book also Baby done or, the, the Logo Creed or something. Did Logo Creed, like which is the textbook for um, uh, college courses and uh, the likes on design. And then three or four master we did libraries. The ma God, your memory is amazing, the master library. We, we've done a total of 15 books now, okay. which, you know, within the industry, gosh, that's a huge number of books. And, and That's more books than I've uh, read in the last 20 years. Oh, be honest. It's more books than you've ever actually read. But yeah, we're mostly like pictures, me. so you may be you may have made it through those books. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, Bill, we look forward to seeing it. Look forward Great. to the trend report. It's it's technically it's it's premiered like well, in tomorrow or 2 weeks ago depending on on how you look at time. And and it'll come out in the next issue of uh, GDUSA. Sounds perfect. All right. Hey, thanks, Donovan. The Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Beery is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dustlab. Find out more at myspace.com slash dustlab.